Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. want to remind you about our friends at Syringa. Verizon or XO customers, if you were recently notified that some of your telecommunication services will no longer be supported, contact Syringa Networks. Utah's fastest-growing premier telecommunications provider. They have a full range of services. Call today, 385-420-8221. That's 385-420-8221 at Syringa Networks. Talking a lot of college football on the program today, obviously, Gordon, with the big rivalry game coming up tomorrow. There has been, a, of course, a lot made over Lee Corso's prediction that uh, Utah would not only go to the college football playoff, but go to the championship game, we'll add Brett McMurphy yes. to the list of uh, people who are predicting uh, Utah to go to the um, the college football playoff. He says this. Here's his write-up, Gordon. He says, my fourth team in each of the past four years, at least one team that started outside the AP preseason top five ended up in the playoff. I'll look for that streak to continue as Utah is my fourth pick to make the playoff. Yes, the Pac-12 is back in the playoff for the first time since 2016. Now, Brett's a pretty smart guy. I, I don't think he's he makes a habit of, of saying things just to be bombastic or to stand out, anything like that. Uh, he, he really studies things out, and this is this is uh, this is encouraging for the Utes. Uh, but I, but I still, you still wonder. Do you think it, it is earnest? What do you mean? Do you think that he really believes that the Utes are in that company, or do you think it's just kind of shtick? No, I think if you follow his logic. Utah makes sense. Now, maybe you don't want to follow along with the logic that a team outside the AP top 10 will make the playoff again this year. But if you follow that logic, then Utah makes a ton of sense. Well, some things are going on here that run counter to what the path has been in the past. First of all, uh, this is something that we've talked a lot about, that in the Pac-12, the tradition is that even if you have a good team, you're going to stub your toes along the way somewhere. Most of the time, yeah. Yeah, it seems to happen a I mean, lot. how many times did USC go undefeated in the early 2000s? It was only once or twice. I don't remember. But we, we do know that there are good teams that end up being Pac-12 champions who, who don't get that kind of recognition slash opportunity. Um, we talked with Frank Dolce about this, about that offensive line. Do you think it's going to come together? Obviously, Brett thinks it will. They Everybody knows Utah has a great running back, but someone's got to open holes for that guy, especially with the caliber of defensive coordinators and coaches around the Pac-12. There's some excellent coaches in that league. So will the Utes be able to push defenses around like that. Now, some people say that their path to a championship in the league is easier than darn near everybody else's. Uh, and maybe that works to their advantage. And then if you beat Washington or Oregon or Washington State in the in the title game, then, then you're in fine position with a glossy record. Uh, 
And, and, and I'm not arguing that point. I think the Utes are really, really good this year. And I, I reading between the lines, I have. It's been a long time since I've seen Kyle Whittingham give the hints about his team like he is this year. He thinks these guys are really good. Nope. <laughs> well, and I think they've been building towards this year for a little while. Yeah, they have. And uh, I, I, he thinks this team is going to be really good. Nope. He thinks this team is championship caliber. Nope. And he thinks this team is going to crush the Cougars tomorrow night. Nope. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Uh, why I maybe... I don't want to put words in Brett's mouth, but but maybe why he's thinking the Utes is because their path is easier than others out there. And with the, the college football playoff, I, I thought PK, and I'll bring this up again, I thought he was right on the money. The Pac-12 is a good enough league, and it still is, despite the, the battering that the reputation has taken a little bit over the years. It's still a good enough league that if you win the league, you should be in the conversation for playoff. Now, maybe you're on the outside looking in. You know, like Washington, I suppose, last year. But you should be in the playoff, or excuse me, in the discussion, right? I think every league champion should be in the freaking playoff. But that aside, I think that if Utah can figure out a way to navigate this schedule, they do have the advantages. I I think at Washington, of course, is, is going to be very difficult. But if you look at the division, when is the division going to be this bad outside of Utah? I mean, that's... That's something that does it. So there's a big advantage right there. Mm-hmm. They have five conference home games as opposed to four, which, of course, rotates every other year, right? And they get some, like Washington State, who's been a real thorn in their side, they get them, them at home. I, I think that's going to be somewhat of an and advantage. they don't have to play the Ducks. And they're going to USC this year, but they're playing a, a USC team that might not be all that great. Most years, you would say going down to Los Angeles to play the Trojans, boy, that's going to be a real uphill battle. Mm-hmm. This year, that's not necessarily the case. So Utah has breaks going their way, and the Pac-12 is a good enough league that if they can take advantage of those breaks, it shouldn't be that unrealistic to to get or, or to be considered for the for the playoff. I don't, I don't understand the Ute fan that that box at the playoff prediction, but says, oh yeah, but I expect the Rose Bowl. So you essentially are saying that uh, some of this is perception and that the Utes have they have the the glitter that goes with uh, a championship in a league like the Pac-12 without necessarily the matching difficulty in accomplishing the task. Right, but it's always been a beauty pageant and people always look at the record before they look at the the road to get there. So the fact that their path through the Pac-12 is easier than some doesn't matter. And that's why I don't get the, the, the folks out there. If, if your, your true goal is to get to the, the playoff, right, why on earth would you schedule a hard non-conference? Because it gets you in the playoff. It, it, you don't need it. Well, Alabama you don't, you doesn't, don't but maybe it. someone in the Pac-12 Washington does. Washington didn't need it two years ago. If you can get through your league, right? But that's supposed to change over time. They said that they oh, they've been, been saying that forever. That. No, it's been more of an emphasis lately. That was supposed to be one of the things that the college football playoff committee really concentrated on, and they haven't done it. So that I've been hearing that since the playoff committee was formed. Well, and they there, haven't done it. Have there been a lot of cases of teams that? Really should have gotten in. It didn't. 
Uh, what was it? Uh, TCU and was it TCU and Baylor some years ago with Big Twelve? Am I remembering was, that right? I mean, Boise State and they played them together. They had them play each oh, other. Oh, that was back in the BCS, uh, the BCS oh, that's era. Right. Yeah. But but I'm I'm thinking about uh, teams when you have Alabama and you have Clemson. Okay, well those guys, regardless of what their schedule is out of conference, they're getting in just because they they are who they are. Exactly. Are but you, that's are you not, making my argument for no, me? But that's, no, but that's not Utah. Clemson that's, is— That's not Utah. That's not UCLA. That's not even USC. That's not, These teams out here, I think, have to have to sort of uh, do a little extra. And Clemson isn't—Clemson hasn't been Clemson all that long. Yeah, I know. But they are now. Clemson was a middle-of-the-road ACC team forever. Well, they are now. Three, and I would throw ago. Ohio State into that group, too, sure. usually. But I, I think if you can get through your non-conference and get through your league with one or less losses, one or fewer losses, you're getting in. Unless somehow it's it like... It depends on what other teams are doing. Unless somehow it's a wonky year, like remember 04, where there were... Were there three or four undefeated teams going into the Bulls? I think it was three. It was USC, Oklahoma, Auburn, Auburn, and Utah. So it was four because Auburn played Virginia Tech in the bowl game that year. I think it was the the Orange Bowl, and they just stumped them. But that's neither here nor there. But unless it's a weird year like that, because that doesn't happen very often. Yeah. Then you get through Pac-12 play. And you have one loss or zero losses. You're getting in. I hope it gets to the point where, where teams are rewarded for playing tougher non-conference games, because that makes the regular season a whole lot more fun. Oh, you're not going to hear me disagree. That's why I I qualified it as if your goal is to get to the playoff, mm-hmm. you don't need to schedule a tough non-conference unless now, unless and there's always that unless there. Like I said, if Unless you're, Al- it's a if you're once every if you're thirty Al- year occurrence, if you're Alabama, you don't have to worry about any of that stuff. You can play the teams that they play uh, in your non-conference games. Who was it last year? That one game, and everybody thought, "Why are you playing this game?" Was it the Citadel? Something crazy I think, I think like it that. Was. I think it was the Citadel. But, but I'm saying, if you're Utah, you don't need to, and maybe you don't like the. The, maybe the, the competitor in you doesn't like it. Take all comers and all that attitude. But honestly, if your goal is to get to the playoff, BYU should be Utah's A non-conference game. Uh, unless. What? Utah is not Alabama. They don't have that reputation. doesn't matter. Mm, kind of does. I think it does. I don't think, I don't think you're correct. All right, well, we'll, agree, we'll has, agree to disagree. Clemson has the easiest road ever, including their conference, to get there. But that's, it's Clemson. Who wasn't Clemson until about three or yeah, four but, years but ago? But they are now. Yeah. That's the point. I'm telling you. If Utah gets to the point where it wins a couple of national championships, then I would agree well, with you. Well, how do you explain Washington a couple years ago? Uh, their toughest non-conference game that year was Rutgers. Maybe maybe those who are making those decisions thought the conference was better than than it is. Now. The conference is good enough. Mm, not so sure. Brett McMurphy agrees with me. <laughs> okay, good. So does Lee Corso. Well, who's good. on who's on your side? Me. I don't need. Uh, 
I'm not so flimsy and insecure that I need to lean on Lee oh, Corso. Flimsy and insecure? Why do you have to insult me all day today? Well, you went after me first. hurting my feelings all day long. Oh, sure. Your feelings are so roughed up. Joining us now in studio, our good friend Mike from Any Hour Services. Mike, let's talk a little bit about service area. We haven't hit on this much today. You guys, uh, first of all, I see your trucks uh, daily, just about everywhere I go, but your, your service area is huge. Yeah, we go from North Ogden down to Nephi and then the Tooele, the Tooele area over to Park City, Heber. So you're covering uh, basically the... Well, I almost said the whole valley, but it's a lot more than that. It's a bunch of valleys. Right. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> when when we're up here where the main population is of Utah, it's easy for us to think like, oh, this is the whole state. But, uh, I mean, we, we, we cover a pretty big chunk. All right. Let's talk about kind of what your techs do, part of this tune-up we've been talking sure. about so much today. So so when they we talked about, uh, you know, what the, what the tune-up is, but they go through, they check things like airflow and refrigerant levels. They're checking uh, the difference of the temperature of the air coming right off the cooling coil to the temperature of the house at the end of the duct run. There's different uh, numbers and parameters that that thing should be within. They're checking uh, motor and fan functionality. There's compressors, capacitors. Each of those parts and pieces have an acceptable uh, range that they need to be operating it within. And so if if there's anything operating without of that, we document that and educate you, you know, the condition of the system. That anything that can be adjusted, we do. Um, if there is any cleaning, there's some cleaning that does happen. But, um, you know, like I said, we document everything that's going on. All of the things that we do are based off of the manufacturer's recommendations. All the things that they say, like, hey, if you want this thing to last as long as possible, you should do these things. How long is that uh, lifespan? How long should it be? Well, there's there's a couple of things. So nationally, the average is ten years. Now, um, if you look at the age or the the length of time of warranty that the manufacturers give, they've got a lot of statistical data, and they won't warranty th- warranty the thing past ten years. And so you know that that's the average lifespan of one. But if the thing is installed properly and you're up on the maintenance, there's no reason that the thing shouldn't last fifteen plus years. I mean, we go into homes sometimes, and and you see them uh, older than that. Now, as they start to get older, there are lots of improvements as far as like efficiency and things, but if it's not broke, we we don't go in just looking to try and replace a system. You know, we, we go in and show you your options, and repair is the first option. As long as they still make parts for the equipment, repair is usually the option that we'll present first. And the tune-ups that we're we're talking about tonight, it's a, it's a big part of maximizing the lifespan on uh, on that AC unit. Absolutely, you know, um, normally. Manu- or not normally, in the owner's manual, the manufacturers actually say, in addition to the things that you do yourself, you should have the system inspected regularly by a properly trained technician. And the way it's installed and the reg- the consistency of the maintenance, those are the two biggest contributing factors of how long the thing will last. And so if you have not had your air conditioner tuned up, this is still a great time to do it. We've got lots of warm weather in front of us. We still have air conditioner season that we're going to be using this thing normally 99 bucks to have that done but zone listeners are going to save 70 bucks if you call and schedule tonight and get it done for only 29 dollars 
Terrific opportunity. Get it done out there. Call any hour services right now. Save $70 on a 23-point air conditioner tune-up. $99 value, only $29. But you've got to call before 7 o'clock tonight. Got to get on the schedule before the end of the show. 801-443-7400. 801-443-7400. Any hour services. Mike, thank you very much. You're welcome. Josh Parcell joins us next. Talk a little college football, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. BYU, Utah. Another chapter in the Holy War is about to be written. And the Zone Sports Network has the game covered from every angle. Right now, it is my pleasure to introduce... This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. show 97.5 1280 the zone gordon monson jake scott gordo we're taking uh, the show to utah county coming up tomorrow we're going to be hanging out with our friends blake murdoch and the gang down there at murdoch hyundai and linden 452 linden park drive we'll have uh, great jazz gear for you to give away but uh, feel free to stop by take advantage of the great deals on cars but uh, also you can talk some rivalry with us we'll be down there in linden tomorrow yeah, uh, everyone should be fired up, and uh, we're always happy to meet and greet our listeners, and especially on a day when, yeah, everyone is fired up. Should be a lot of folks heading in that direction, I think too. So. Mm-hmm. Get down there. Is the game a sellout? Uh, I, last I saw, and this is just Twitter banter, so who knows how official that is, but there were still tickets left in the game. Well, that surprises me. Is that because BYU fans are down in the mouth? Um, it surprises me a little bit too, but maybe that's just because you know, as I've followed BYU football for most of my life, used to that stadium being full yeah. on a on a regular basis. But uh, I saw somebody tweet out the other day the average attendance over the last ten years down there. It's it's dwindled a little bit. It has. It's, it's fallen pretty consistently each year, and especially, I mean. BYU fans in the state of Utah, the last thing they really want to do is go to a game and have to suffer defeat again after eight straight losses. However, if the Cougars find a way to win this game, then isn't that something that they it's almost worth the risk for the reward? Yeah. If they were able to knock off the Utes when they are so highly touted. Yeah. All right, uh, joining us now, let's get out to the Sprint special guest line. He covers college football and joins us on a weekly basis. He makes magic happen at WFNZ in Charlotte. He is our good friend Josh Parcell with us on the big show. Now, Josh, of course, we know you've been doing your your stuff there in Charlotte, but I understand there's some other opportunities that you're uh, launching and making happen out there. Some new news. Yeah, good to be with you guys. I'm ready to lace it up. We got uh, a great season ahead. Not only am I doing radio in Charlotte every day, but 
I'll be doing some work with SiriusXM on their college sports channel, so I'm really looking forward to that. And, uh, of course, I've got the College Football Country podcast. I hope I've uh, gotten a lot of great feedback from some of you guys out there in Utah that love the show, so continue to listen. We've got a great episode coming up uh, tomorrow with Dan Wilkin from USA Today, and we're going to talk uh, gambling lines and all that good stuff for week one. I'm, I'm so thrilled it's here, guys. Let, let, let's lace it up and go. So, uh, Josh, we've got a rivalry game tomorrow night, BYU-Utah. So much uh, hype going on with the Utes. Guys picking them, certain guys picking them to go to the, the playoff and play in the national championship game and all that sort of thing. And BYU just wanting to have a shot at knocking the Utes off for the first time in, in nine tries. What do, you, what do you make of this? Man, I, I can't get past. Utah's defensive front trying to get after BYU. And I think that's going to be the difference in this game. You said it's been nine tries. It's been ten years since BYU won this game. Uh, you know, th- there's part of me that wants to say a home underdog uh, has some juice here in BYU. But I-, I think Utah's ability to get into the backfield and control the line of scrimmage is going to be the difference in this game. And, and I know Utah's getting a ton of kind of – under-the-radar national hype. You know, Phil Steele named him as a top sleeper team. And all. now when he does that, everybody takes notice. And I do think that Utah has a ton of talent. The schedule sets up fairly nicely. Uh, I, I'm not ready to go all the way and say that Utah is a legitimate playoff team yet. But tomorrow is going to be a huge test for them. BYU is no pushover. But I do like the Utes in that game. I think they win by a touchdown, maybe 10 points. Josh, from a perception standpoint of the of the Pac-12, and Arizona certainly didn't do the Pac-12 any favors losing to Hawaii last week, but how important is it that, say, Utah beats BYU and Oregon beats Auburn and USC has a, a sneaky tough one against Fresno State? How important is it for the league that they these teams win these games? I think it's really important, Jake, because when we get to the end of the season – if the Pac-12 has a one-loss champion, which realistically uh, I can't see the Pac-12 having an undefeated champion, so a one-loss champion is going to be fighting for the number three or the number four spot in the playoff with some other one-loss champs. And the Pac-12 needs to earn some respect nationally in some of these big games. They've got to do it. And if they can win, you know, I think Oregon uh, has a huge opportunity this weekend against Auburn, uh, not to mention some of the other games that you mentioned, of course Utah. I think the Pac-12 needs to gain a little bit of credibility so that when we get to the end of the season, and, for instance, it's Oregon or Oklahoma, Oklahoma right now would probably get the benefit of the doubt in a case like that because of the the reputation of the Big 12, which I'll be honest with you guys. I know we touched on this a few weeks ago. I don't think that outside of the top two teams, the depth of the conference, the Pac-12 got a bunch of decent football teams. They just – like put them beside the Big 12. I don't think there's that much of a difference. The difference is where at the top they've had those teams prove themselves on a national scale, unlike the Pac-12 in recent years. Do you think it's a matter of time, Josh, given the caliber of coaches in the conference? It seems like when you hire those guys in college football, success follows. Yeah, I mean, you know, we thought that was going to happen in the ACC, and it's kind of gone the other way in the last few years. I mean, you think about when they hired – Justin Fuente and Bronco Mendenhall and Mark Richt. Uh, There was just a lot of great coaching hires that came in the ACC in a short period of time. And the ACC is kind of struggling to get back to relevance. They were great a few years ago. You would think in the Pac-12 that's going to happen. I'm buying in on Mario Cristobal at Oregon. I mean, the way they're recruiting, he's trying to basically replicate what happened at Alabama 
up in the Northwest. I think it's possible that that happens. Uh, There is great coaching really across the board in the Pac-12. I mean, I would put the Pac-12 North's coaches up against just about any other division in all of football. I mean, Cristobal Peterson, David Shaw, Mike Leach, that is a murderer's row of coaching. It's not easy. And I think that, again, like the the one thing that's just hurting the Pac-12 right now is that they don't have that USC or that Oregon from a few years ago that can actually compete and win national championships. They've got a lot of Bs. They need an A, I think, and I, and I think this year it might be Oregon, but outside of that, I think it's going to be tough to find that team in 2019. Is Lincoln Riley going to work his magic again with Jalen Hurts? You know, I, I think so. It's going to look different, guys. It's Link, uh, well, I guess Lincoln Riley is such a genius, and part of his genius is playing to his quarterback's strengths. And Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray – certainly more comparable than Jalen Hurts and either one of those guys. I mean, definitely stronger arms, more dynamic passers. But Jalen Hurts is an efficient guy when it comes to throwing the football. He, he doesn't push the ball downfield like either one of those two. But in that offense, I think Lincoln Riley is going to make dynamite happen with those running backs. I mean, you're talking about Kennedy Brooks, Trey Sermon, and Jalen Hurts. They could have three 1,000-yard rushers. And I'll never doubt an Oklahoma offense led by Lincoln Riley – the question for them is going to be if Alex Grinch can do what he did at Washington State. When he got to Washington State, they had a great offense, and their defense was atrocious. Alex Grinch resurrected that defense, made it not just respectable, but pretty darn good, and it made Washington State a threat in the Pac-12. If, if Alex Grinch can make Oklahoma's defense this year passable, just passable, I mean, they should be back in the playoff, and I love what Jalen Hurts brings to the table at Oklahoma. I think they're going to be great. Josh, when the AP poll came out, it was the usual suspects at the top. Is that just the way it's going to be this year, or do you see some uh, some dark horses that could edge their way in? We talked about the Utes, but are there others? Oregon is a team that I like. I, I think Oregon, the schedule's not super forgiving. They go on the road against Stanford and Washington, so they've got some tough road games, and, of course, the big one this Saturday against Auburn. Uh, another team that I think is is – could surprise is Penn State. And if you remember a couple years ago, James Franklin actually told some reporters that he believed that Tommy Stevens was the third best quarterback in the Big Ten. And this is when he was backing up Trace McSorley. Well, Tommy Stevens transferred to Mississippi State because Sean Clifford beat him out for the job this spring. And I think that Sean Clifford could be one of the more surprising quarterbacks in the country this year. I think they've got a great running back in Ricky Slade. He's not Saquon Barkley, but I think Penn State could surprise some people coming out of the Big Ten. Um, That's another team that that I think could sneak up. But if we're being honest, guys, the gap between Alabama, Clemson, Georgia, and the rest, it's it's so big, guys. I mean, the the depth, the speed, the strength, I I think those three teams are in a class by themselves. And I do think it's funny. This is not a dark horse. I know this isn't really what you asked, but – I don't feel like enough people are talking about Ohio State. <laughs> like, they're ranked highly, but everyone wants to say, this is, is this Michigan's year to win the Big Ten? And people are kind of sleeping on Ryan Day as a first-year head coach. I don't know, guys. The closer I get to the regular season, the more I feel like Ohio State just might do what Ohio State always does and win 12 games and be right in the thick of it come, you know, December when we're talking playoffs. 
Josh, thank you as always for jumping on with us. Glad the College Football Country podcast is back, and uh, congrats on uh, on the new stuff you're doing with SiriusXM. That's awesome, man. Yeah, Josh, remember absolutely the, remember the little people. We, uh, I mean, when this thing all blows up, just stay with us, man. <laughs> no, man, you guys are great. I love hopping on with you every week, and you guys got a good one tomorrow night. Uh, Utah BYU is going to be great, and maybe Utah State might uh, surprise some folks this weekend against Wake Forest. Mm. Yeah. Thanks, Josh. You're the best. See you guys. Josh Parcell uh, does at WFNZ there in Charlotte, but also College Football Country Podcast. Make sure and uh, subscribe to that and doing some stuff with uh, College Football and Sirius XM Radio. He mentioned Jordan Love and, and the, well, the Utah State, and uh, I, I read uh, something uh, today about uh, Jordan's first college action came against Wake Forest when he was inserted in that game that uh, – that the Aggies lost uh, <laughs> in something of a landslide. And uh, he uh, he said what a thrill it was to go out and throw a touchdown pass, but the overall outcome was not particularly happy. We'll see if it's different this time around. All right, we're giving away Blink-182. A Lil Wayne ticket's coming up next. We've been having listeners send in their rivalry rant on the open mic. We're going to play a bunch of those and pick our favorites straight ahead. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. The legend himself, Eric Weddle. You still enjoy this week, don't you? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's funny to go through my timeline on Twitter and see all some old teammates who have went to uh, the Y and who I'm close with. But then just to hear some of their comments, it's just like, come on, guys. This is what it is, man. Praying's not going to help. This year's just going to be like all the other years. But we sit back. We let our play do the talking. The youth win ninth year in a row and everything is at bay and, and stays status quo in the state of utah catch hans and scotty every day from noon to three presented by your rocky mountain chevy dealers on 97.5 1280 the zone and the zone sports network Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Gordon, let's give away some tickets, shall we? Let's do it. Blink-182 and Lil Wayne tickets. Uh, they're gonna they're hitting the road this summer, celebrating the 20th anniversary of Blink's uh, hit album, Enema of the State. Check them out live with special guest Neck Deep Monday. That's coming up September 2nd at USANA Amphitheater. Tickets on sale now. Purchase your tickets at LiveNation.com. Here's what we're doing, Gordon. We solicited uh, rivalry rants from our listeners on the open mic feature on our Zone app. Austin funneled through I don't even know how many tons. We got a great <laughs> response, so thanks to everybody uh, who participated. He's whittled them down to four that we need to choose from. Gordon, you ready to begin? Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's start with Brett. Oh yeah, brother, it's time for the annual BYU beatdown! It's not one, it's not two, it's not three, four, five, six, or seven, or eight! It's nine years, brother! Woo! I like it. A lot of enthusiasm there. Uh, I think the energy is very much there. Uh, You've got the wrestling thing going. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I liked it. Yeah, I like that a lot. That's a good way to start. All right, uh, next contestant, Jacob. The rivalry in lyrics. For BYU to win tomorrow, it's going to come down to all the small things. And here's how many times I'll watch the game tape if they do win. 
See, that was good because he tied in Blink. Yeah, and I'm telling you, he probably would have been good for another 30 seconds. So I, I, li- I like that because you know what? He would really appreciate these tickets. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. He would re- this, that is somebody who would really enjoy yeah. the show. Yeah, very clever. All right, uh, up next, Joshua. But as the day when the world declared in one voice, we will not go quietly into the night. We will not vanish without a fight. We're going to live on. We're going to break this losing streak. Today, we celebrate Rivalry Day! Go Cougars! But they're probably going to lose again. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that was good. He was losing me there with the uh, sort of annoying yell, but uh, came back strong. He turned it on a dime. They're probably going to lose again. I liked it. I thought that whole thing was good. A little poetic at the beginning. And then, yeah. Man, these are good. These are good. This is going to be tough. All right, one more. Let's go with Mark. The only reason this is still a rivalry is because BYU fans are still hung up on the 1984 championship or Harleen's still open or magic happens. Let's be a little bit more uh, relative there, Cougs. Go Utes! Okay. To the a little point. trash talk. Yeah, a little trash talk. Not bad. Ooh, this is difficult, Gordon. It is. That's a tough one. I liked all four. Uh, I think I'd go toward, I might lean toward Josh. I was going to say the same thing. So, uh, Austin, what do you think? Well, it was either Josh or the Blink 182 right, lyrics. Right, yeah. Because that was really good, too. Yeah. But the Blink 182 lyrics didn't quite finish in time. <laughs> and all Josh right. did, so. All right, let's I go with Josh. Right. Let's right. go with Josh. Okay. Congratulations, Josh. Enjoy good work, uh, everybody. The show out there at USANA. But yes, thank you to everybody who participated. Great work. Uh, our listeners are are so creative and awesome, and we just appreciate it. So thanks yeah. to everybody for uh, for helping out. That was fun. We'll try and do that uh, more often. We got to use that open mic more. That yeah. thing is fun. Yeah, and our and our listeners they are so good at that stuff. All right, joining us now in studio, he's been hanging out with us all day, is our good friend Mike from Any Hour Services. And Mike, we're talking tune-ups today. We are. How do you know if you need one? Well, I mean, the overly simplistic answer is if you if you have an air conditioner, you need to have one done. So, you know, if you haven't had one done yet this summer, it's a, you, you should probably get one done. But more symptomatic ways of knowing if if you remember the system working better than it does now, that's a sign that you probably have some adjustments that need to be made. If your system is seven, eight years or older, uh, you need to make sure you're staying on top of the maintenance. If it's been a couple of years, uh, maybe you moved in, to, maybe you bought a home this this year and you haven't had that done, uh, it's a good way to have somebody go through and get that all checked out. You know, Mike, the more I've heard you talk today, the more I compare this whole idea of taking advantage of the deal that you're giving folks to get this tune-up is like homework. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to do it. You can't stick your head in the sand. It's going to come due. And so you might as well do it now, because if you do it now, you don't have to put yourself through all the worry between there and there 
getting it done. Yeah, and you know the thing is, is like if you do put it off, it's it's kind of like we we talked about relating it to changing the oil in your car. If you skip an oil change, more than likely that's not going to cause your car to stop right then. You know, at like three thousand and one or five thousand and one, the car doesn't just stop. But if you skip enough of those oil changes, it's going to have adverse consequences on the system, and it's a lot less expensive to maintain the thing than it is to start getting into paying for repairs or you know or even paying for a replacement because those things were neglected but it's also one of those things where if you neglect it you don't really it's like me and eating big macs <laughs> i have to eat a few and then it's a while before i start to see <laughs> the consequences of my poor choices and everyone can see it now you know, but I, I like that point of it because you don't have to worry about it once you get it done yeah. you get it done yeah, you can just mark it off the list, and it's taken care of. And for twenty nine bucks, I mean, what a terrific opportunity! Sure. There's no way you guys are making money on that, right? <laughs> that is true. No, yeah, we don't, you don't make money on a twenty nine dollar tune up, and that that always leads people to ask, well, then why do you do it? Because I mean, you're in business to make money, but for us, we really look at these tune ups as it's it's a marketing thing for our company because our we believe that we've got the best technicians out there and if we can figure out a a low risk way for you to sample our service because that's really what we're selling that's the thing that differentiates any our services from the other people is the level of service that you get and so if we can figure out a way for you to sample that our hope is that a couple years down the line when you do need a repair or you do need it replaced or maybe you need an electrician or a plumber that we left a positive enough impression on you that you're going to remember that like, oh, they treated me good. I'm going to call them back because they're going to treat me good on this as well. And so you're right. You don't make money on a $29 tune-up, but it's not a bait and switch type of thing where we're trying to drum up work. You you get z- you cannot build the kind of business that we've built going out trying to take advantage of people. So normally 99 bucks. Yep. You're doing it for zone listeners for 29. Yeah, you call all you got to do, schedule it for whenever's most convenient for you, but you got to call before the end of the show. We go through we check all the things that we've been talking about tonight. It's the stuff that the manufacturers say you need to have a professional look at. We leave you with a full written report because we document everything that we have. You lock in a $70 savings. You're not paying $99. You're going to get it done for $29 if you call by the end of the show tonight. All right, lock it in. Give them a call. Uh, save 70 bucks on a 23-point air conditioner tune-up. $99 value, only $29, but you got to call before 7. 801-443-7400. That's 801-443-7400. Any hour services. Mike, you're the best. Thank you, sir. All right, wrapping up a big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Gordon, I can't believe tomorrow we're going to be in full game day mode, not only on the big show, but uh, across the whole station. Yeah, and uh, everyone's fired up for this particular game everyone's fired up for the season but to start it out with uh this kind of uh intensity i think is healthy for everyone and uh i'm i'm assuming you're going down to cover the game tomorrow uh we're going to be in linden so that's uh that's going to be nice for you that won't be too far we're going to be down at uh hanging out with our friends at murdoch hyundai in linden that's right. So, uh, yeah, I mean, there's still a lot to discuss about how we think this game is going to happen. And who knows? You know, we could break this thing down all day long and a few breaks go a certain way and the whole thing could turn. I'm just excited that it's here. We spent so much time leading up to the college football season, and uh, it, I love talking college football all year long, but it, it is a pretty cool feeling when it's basically here, and we're going to be right in the middle of it for the next you know, three, four months. Yeah, yeah. And, and compare this game where 
Utah's going up against BYU versus the next couple of weeks, you yeah. know, and it kind of, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure for the players the intensity won't uh, won't uh, diminish at all, but for uh, does anybody really want to watch Idaho State play uh, Utah? Uh, well, it is football. <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> okay. All I right. mean, it's it's better than the alternative, which is not football. You got me there. Right. Yeah. So, so sure. Yes. You want to watch BYU play Liberty later this year? Well, <laughs> well yes. Maybe, maybe the fact that Utah will be busy with its league schedule after a bit here and, and BYU can cover by playing some of the teams, the better teams, early part of their schedule, and then they can flip. But uh, there's interesting games all year long, mostly. All right, we want to say a big thanks to Rob Morris, who was on the show today, Frank Dolce, who was on the show, and our friend Josh Parcell. You can uh, listen to all those interviews in podcast form, including all the hours of The Big Show. All you have to do is go to your favorite podcast cast catcher, search The Big Show, and, uh, well, you can download them uh, individually. But subscribe, and you can get all of our content on a daily basis. And what do you get when you mix red and blue? Purple? Purple. And that's the color of the day for the Jazz, announcing that they're going retro. Look at you tie the whole show together. Is well, that uh, That is like the first thing we talked about today. Just, and now it's, it's the last. It's, uh, uh, it's what I do. Thanks to Austin, executive producer of The Big Show. Appreciate your fine work as always. Coming up next, our boy Steve Clowkey and B's Baseball. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.